Element of surprise, bitch! Are you immune to that? It's just a Inland. pile of bodies that says, Here lies the boss conquest. This is it, folks. Book six. The home stretch of the Swiss Army Scorpion podcast. It's been a wild ride. I've learned so much as a GM from this little show, and I'm not the only one. It may not be as obvious from the other side of the recording just how incompetent my players are, but they've grown so much in the last two and a half years, I couldn't be more proud of them. As we've progressed further and further into this AP, gradually growing closer and closer to the end, we've had more and more people ask us about the future. What comes after we finish Skull and Shackles? Well, stay tuned for more on that later. For now, just know that all six of us have no plans to stop bringing you quality Pathfinder content anytime soon. And if you'd like a little teaser of what's to come, swing by our Facebook or Twitter pages. You can like and follow us while you're there. And you can hear a little audio track written and composed by our very own Andrew. That will be the intro music to the next AP that we're going to run. If anybody thinks they know what AP it might be, why don't you uh, leave a comment or send us a message, drop by our Discord, however you want to reach us, and tell us your guess. Anybody who guesses correctly, we're going to pick one one random correct guesser and uh, have a little prize waiting for you. We're going to close that contest on the 28th of this month, so get looking, get guessing. Until then, please enjoy episode 121, Fashionable Treason. PB and KYJ, welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. So, here we are, committing treason. Light treason. As we are wont to do. Mm -hmm. Fashionable treason. Fashionable treason. Hey, it's the uh, natural right of the governed if the governing takes too much of your freedoms to revolt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John Locke, baby. Boom. Political theory. Plus one. <laughs> Nick's trying to get brownie points with the professors that don't listen to this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. You don't know. They might listen. <laughs> you should get them to listen. So, uh, you guys are currently in Port Peril, and you just finished negotiating with Captain Cork about joining your fleet to go meet this Chelish invasion scheduled to be appearing the northern borders of the Shackles in just three days now. But before we get to that, we're going to have a little flashback. Yeah, flashback. A thick tropical canopy holds a forested area in a sleepy dimness. A soft mist hangs low around tree trunks. In sparse spaces, the bright afternoon sunlight pierces through the trees, stabbing the shaded forest floor in warm beams of light. A very faint static sound betrays the presence of a nearby coastline. Bjorn! The flutter of startled birds sounds as a young Ivan navigates his way into our view, ducking under a moss-covered, decaying tree before hiking himself onto a tall boulder. He pauses while atop the boulder and takes in the forest from his high vantage point. Bjorn, where are you? The young dwarf is about to hop off the boulder, continuing his trek, 
when a voice calls back from where he came. Ivan, what are you doing? Ivan spins around as another, older dwarf comes into view. I told you to stop bothering your grandfather. I also told you to call him grandfather. It's disrespectful to call him Bjorn. Dad, he told me to call him Bjorn. Ivan's father reaches a hand up to help Ivan back down. I seriously doubt he told you to do that. I did tell him to do that. Ivan's father jumps in surprise as a third dwarf, even older still, appears from within a thick tree to his right. The eldest dwarf steps out of the trunk as if walking through an open doorway. As Ivan's father recovers from his start, the eldest dwarf, named Bjorn, reaches an old weathered hand out. Come, Ivan. Ivan hops down from atop the boulder and grabs Bjorn's hand. As Ivan is led away deeper into the forest, his father contorts his face in discomfort as if deciding if he should say something. Finally, he takes a sharp inhale. When will you return? Bjorn stops walking and turns around. I... It is hard to say. The boy will be back in the village before sundown. Ivan's father continues to look as though he wants to say more. This time, though, he remains silent. Bjorn takes the silence's consent and bows his head. Then, in an instant, the old dwarf's body grows to immense size as thick, dark fur sprouts out from his body. With a guttural roar, Bjorn finishes his transformation into a formidable-looking bear. The bear does a strange sort of bow, and Ivan climbs up onto his grandfather's back. While his father watches on somberly, Ivan is taken deeper into the forest, before being swallowed by the mist. The mist grows and fills our vision until we can see nothing but white. Then the mist parts again, and we're in a new location. Moss-covered standing stones encircle Bjorn, once again as a dwarf. Ivan stands just outside the circle. Above the standing stones, a thick canopy has parted completely illuminating Bjorn in a tranquil light. It's unclear how long the two have been there, but Ivan appears to fidget with apprehension, or maybe boredom. Finally, Bjorn sterns. Peter Paid calls me. Ivan snaps back to attention. Peter what? Who's that? Peter Paid. Hagen Sanders' vanishing isle. It will test me, and I will leave this world as Bjorn, and enter the next as something more, or something less. Ivan steps inside the circle, aggravation carrying him forward in jerky movements. You're leaving? Bjorn doesn't respond. He stands as if his attention is miles away. You were supposed to teach me how to shift. I was supposed to be the village's next guardian. Still, the old dwarf doesn't respond. Bjorn! Bjorn remains still, but speaks. You will teach yourself. Guard the village if you must. But you will fail. You are not destined to be a shield but a sword wielded by rage itself. And you will return to me when the very earth disappears below the sea. I have seen this. Ivan is stunned. There is a long silence, filled only with the rustle of wind through the trees. Bjorn, what does any of that mean? Remember these words, and in time you will know. Bjorn turns again into a massive bear and without another word, pats his way out of the standing stone circle, leaving Ivan alone in the forest. And we're back with Ivan, who has been reliving that time, the, the last time he ever saw his grandfather, probably brought fresh into his memory by his interactions with the Master of Gales. Meanwhile, Leon, uh, did you have, uh, did you want to... Did this motherfucker any... take my grandfather? I know he <laughs> fucked Cheryl, ah, you got something you want to say to me? I burned him down. <laughs> Dude, no way. 
No way. <laughs> Leon's in everybody's backstory. <laughs> what a twist. Leon, did you have any uh, updates you wanted to send to uh, Pierce? Yeah, he needs to know that uh, Harrigan's dead, right? Isn't that the last thing? I Or no. Wait, did I tell him about that already? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I got to ring him up and let him know. All right, so uh, Pierce uh, responds to your call. He says, ah, Leon, uh, I was starting to grow worried. Uh, the false face fleet returned, reporting that they had repelled the attack on Sharkbane Island and that you and Devoth were preparing to head to Harrigan's Island. Yes, Pierce, I apologize. I had a slip of the mind. Uh, Harrigan is dead. Really? Yes. Oh, you... You know how to keep a man waiting, Leon. Uh, I'm I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to bury this on you. Uh, but I do have some more important news. We've been in a bit of a hurry figuring this out. Might as well fill you in, too. Uh, it looks like uh, Harrigan was working with Cheliacs. Interesting. And they're planning an invasion. Well, that is concerning indeed. Uh, I almost wonder if this was the very reason why the Brotherhood wanted him taken care of. I... Wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm going to preemptively authorize the False Face fleet to assist Devoth in whatever he plans to do about this. Uh, in the meantime, I will report back to the Brotherhood. Worst case scenario, they tell me to back down. I'll reach out to them then, to the False Face fleet, and cancel those orders. But in the meantime, it can't hurt to get a step ahead. That sounds nice. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, tell Captain Devoth that they that he can expect uh, an escort from Port Peril to to meet this Chelish invasion. Uh, I will pass that along. Very good. Uh, do keep me updated uh, <laughs> going forward. My, I I will. I'm again very sorry, Pierce. That's all right. Well, nonetheless, uh, to, well well done, Leon. You've you've saved my bacon, so to speak. Despite this. Very concerning turn of events. It is very good news indeed that you've taken care of Harrigan. It is nice. What what am I to do next? As of right now, I would suggest you remain with Devoth. Uh, when I hear back from the Brotherhood, I will give you an update that you know what the next course of events will be. Excellent. I look forward to hearing from you. And I you, Leon. Uh, smooth sailing. Goodbye, Pierce. Bye. Click. <laughs> no, oh, no, what a up. chatty no, Kathy. <laughs> I love I'm gonna go find Devoth I love that standard just on. awkward end to a conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems to happen it's every very time. Leon, I think. <laughs> Alright, so I imagine before long Devoth would return to the Mascador. Did anybody else have something they wanted to do in the meantime? If that's everything, then uh you guys ship off. From Port Peril. All right, so you uh, you sail north, and your initial heading out of Port Peril is towards Sharkbane Island, which honestly isn't super far off yeah. from where you would go, but uh, you continue sailing, and uh, it'll it'll take you a couple days to get, uh, to get north of Tempest K. Before too long, you're joined by a very large fleet of helmed by Tessa Fairwind. And Aaron Axendemian joins you as well with a large fleet of his own. Captain Cork shows up. He's got he's got like four of his own ships beyond, besides his own. And uh, 
Of course, you guys are already there with the false face fleet. You guys are on the Mascador, surrounded by allies. The Eye of Abendago is just like looming ahead of you. Kind of like eerily similar to the Battle of Sharkbane Island. You suddenly see uh, dark shapes forming behind the the curtain of mist and rain and wind. And the dark shapes get wider and wider and eventually just you can just make out like a forest of sails. And not too much longer, the armada uh, appears from beyond the Eye of Abendago. And you're looking at a massive invasion force. All of these ships bearing the flag of Chelyax. And you guys have amassed a very impressive armada yourselves. But the number of ships that have emerged from the storm is pretty intimidating. Like it's it's pretty hard to make out like like if you're looking for like the flagship of the Armada, you don't see it. Like there's just ships and flags everywhere. It almost looks like the only thing that you can do is just dive in and just start assaulting these ships. Do as much damage as you can. Unless you guys have other plans. I'm tempted to do something similar to what we did on Gannet Island when we were assaulting Harrigan's fortress. Like have uh, Price pretending to be Devoth for this assault while the rest of us kind of like get on Autem and try and like stealth around trying to find like whoever's in charge and take them down. I like sneaky stabbers, so. So you guys all hop aboard Autumn. The issue is, though, that, you know, he, he doesn't need to go as low as he did for, like, when it was just Scram, because then it was, like, Scram was just standing in the crow's nest. Who So who who all is there? Is it just the five of you? Well, that, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask, like, can Autumn, like, literally just, like, sail underwater? He can fully submerge. The problem, though, is that While submerged, you guys are all subject to resistance force of moving through the water. Like, there's no protective bubble. Like, being able to breathe underwater, fine. Being able to swim underwater, fine. Well, so, like, Autumn's going to be, like, zooming through the ocean, and, like, the force of gravity is not going to be enough to, like, keep you guys attached to him. Yeah, like... Well, we could hold on. Yeah, you could hold right. on, but also, hold on for dear life, boys. I'm making a move. Don't, uh, oh, thanks, thanks, don't Autumn. Don't two of us have freedom of movement, so like they could just lean on the back wall and be like tally ho. Yeah, I was like, I imagine freedom of movement would probably negate a good amount of that issue. It would. So and I like, mean, like I'm a toad. I'm meant to go fast in the water. I'll just hold on to something and get aerodynamic. Who else has freedom of movement? Did we? Did someone get like a ring of that or something? I think Joe can cast it. Yeah, I can freedom of movement. Oh, that's right. Joe, Joe has his tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, I was like, Devoth can cast it as well. Oh, I don't have it. But does your mana ray cloak allow you to move in water? Oh, yeah. As if you had freedom of movement, I think is how it's worded. No, it gives him a swim speed. No, it gives me a swim speed. So you well, yeah. you hang on next to me and get aerodynamic. Well, really, how fast is this boat going underwater? Oh, I assume it's doing like 50 easy. It's yeah. got a swim speed of 40 feet. Cool, so I can swim faster than the yeah, boat. Yeah, I can too, actually. On. So I'll just be hanging out with the boat. I'll be fine. And I imagine, worst case, couldn't we, like, get inside, inside the boat? The boat? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that well, seems at like that point, visibility is not going to be very good. I right, but I mean, like, th- those of us that don't have a means of some sort of freedom of movement or just swimming alongside the boat can just get inside of it and mm-hmm. wait for something to happen. Okay. So, who needs water breathing and who needs a swim speed and or freedom of movement? Like, I, I need to know what everybody's doing. I think yeah. it's just well, Scram. At this point, uh, needs. I have, uh, I have my goggles, uh, so I'm good for water breathing. And what as about for, how long does that give you water breathing for? Five minutes, I think. That is not going to cover you for this battle. Right, but aren't we going like ship to ship? I yeah, think, but it would take us longer. But you don't than get five it. Minutes. It's not an at will ability. You can only use it a certain number of times per day. I think it doesn't need to be cumulative. I think it sounded like there were so many ships that to just even yeah. get through all of this, it could take more than five minutes. Yeah, like the scale of this battle like to to get, like, even if you were like, that's the ship right there that we need to get to, it's going to probably take you five minutes just to get there. But you have so, air bubble, right? You can cast that. Yeah. Which is also it, measured in minutes. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be extra difficult, but, like, the tactics you're employing requires you to have very advanced resources right well uh, scram what is the item that you have the ghost mask the ghost mask allows its wearer to breathe water for 60 minutes per day these minutes don't need to be consecutive but must be within 10 minute increments so it gives you water breathing in 10 minute increments not air bubble if it's an hour's worth and that's another story yeah the, the scope of this battle still might be more than an hour but that's definitely enough to work with for now and then joe has what that helm of underwater action which is, I believe, all day air bubble. And freedom of movement, I think. It just gives him a 30-foot swim speed and the and a globe of air on like at will. So like I, I feel like Cheryl would have to be one of the ones like inside of Autumn. Just stuck to the back wall like the tilt-a-whirl. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what Scram did at uh, Shark Bay Island is, like Alex said, Scram was like in the crow's nest and then Autumn was like completely underwater. So it was literally just the crow's nest like sailing above like like flying through the water like we could do something like that just we could just stick cheryl up in the crow's nest <laughs> that would actually be pretty great if it was just like the top of the crow's nest so it looked like a boat was floating across <laughs> just like a little like wash tub boat <laughs> with a barrel in it that would be amazing there's a rotund looking wooden vessel coming at us <laughs> we got to give him like a little oar or something for him to paddle with not suspicious at all He's booking at 50 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, and he is like, yeah, he's going like warp speed for a fucking boat. <laughs> a rope. It, it would look so good with the oar. <laughs> so here's another question. So you guys are underwater on your stealth mission. From that vantage point, you can just see the enemy's hulls. Right. It's a matter of we would need to really identify a target before we submerged. Right. Or have the person up top, you know, in the crow's nest, be able to direct us in some way. Yeah, and their vantage point will be very poor, considering you guys are going to be like weaving through a fleet battle. So, like, he can see enemy sails, but they're going to be way the fuck up there. Yeah, and any nearby ships are going to block his line of sight. Uh, they're also just going to fire at me. What's <laughs> that guy doing? I mean, I don't think they're going to worry about the one guy in like a little boat off to the side when they've got massive fleets in front of them. 
But you might. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I will true. say that there is the possibility that like some wizards would spellcasters would take some pot shots at you, just because it, it know, would be I'll considered just, an easy target. Yeah. No, I'll just go um and hold my breath under under the hull there. <laughs> Hang out Not inside the, the boat. Hull, in, the, in the in the boat. Yeah. Well, you don't need to hold your breath because you've got the helm of underwater action. Yeah, but... I know I don't need to, but I- I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just, da- just in case. David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's. How does he do it? <laughs> yeah. I'm almost thinking in that case, maybe we should. Um, this is gonna sound bad. I'm almost thinking of putting Leon up there because he's got the ring of invisibility, so he can just kind of like sit there and and like watch without really seeing, like without knowing anything mm-hmm. or being seen, unless there's people with like true seeing and and whatnot, which and, is a distinct possibility. And if something terrible happens and I have to abandon boat. Well, abandoned wash tub. I can still outswim the boat, so I'll hit the water and be able to catch up to the boat. True. Okay. My only concern is like Leon's not the most perceptive person, so he's not really the best looking. I mean, either. we could always go with the classic. There's just an e- an owl in the middle of the ocean. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I mean, an owl flying like up like up in the sky probably wouldn't draw that much attention when there's like fleets going at each other. Like people aren't going to be right. scanning the sky for stuff for the most part when they're dealing with the ship in front of and them. And I do have an owl mask, so I could always shout back to Leon to relay like, "Oh, they're over there." All right. So, uh, so far it sounds like the group at large will be on or in autumn. Who? Himself will be either partially or fully submerged, maneuvering through this fleet battle. Meanwhile, Ivan will be in his giant owl form, flying above the battle. Is that right? Is that correct so far? That's how it sounds, yeah. Okay, so then talk to me about your strategy. Uh, Like, what are your goals going into this battle? Like, so what are you going to be having Autumn do? Like, just kind of aimlessly meander? Or, I don't know. And then meanwhile, with Ivan, uh, is he going to be, like, like matching Autumn from above? Or is he going to be doing his own thing and try to find Autumn when he finds something? I would think Ivan should be mostly staying near Autumn, like, keeping an eye on Autumn while looking for, you know, Ships that are going to be in charge that we can do our targeted strikes at. While uh, uh, Leon, do you have 10 ranks in uh, Profession Sailor? I'm going to go with no, and I was correct. <laughs> I've got zero ranks in Profession I, Sailor. I have a lot. Attaboy. Just because like, I figured... That was Tuck Tuck's thing. Yeah, I figured if Leon had that, he could do that Morse code thing to communicate with autumn to you know direct it where to go but he doesn't know that back to the barrel up there he's a sailor he is a sailor wait what do you guys need me to do be a sailor <laughs> oh my that God. i can do is this episode just gonna be this <laughs> trying to figure out ways <laughs> i hope so it's pretty great <laughs> <laughs> i just hope we end up with somebody in that little wash tub with an oar <laughs> that's all i care about yeah you know, I think it we're... sounded really appealing until I realize you know, it's me with an oar in between all these fucking ships shooting at each other. All right, ah, then, yeah. Now is not the time for cowards. I think. <laughs> I mean, I I do think we're kind of back to that with Cheryl being up there because he can. Yes. Then he can use the oar to communicate with Autumn to give him directions. 
right. You know, you're the captain, and I trust you with my life. And if you think my Dummy. life should be what a mistake I've made, like this. with an oar as an a weapon. I pointed all the PC yeah. corpses behind me. Yeah. I reveal my dead bodies behind the curtain. All right. All right. Hop up there, big guy. Don't worry. You'll have me in the sky with you the whole time. Okay. Okay, so everybody piles onto Autumn. Those of you who can uh, either keep up with the ship or move about freely on the deck, remain outside the ship. Anybody else goes inside. And Ivan uh, morphs into an owl, and he takes to the skies. And uh, Price Chapman turns himself into Devoth and uh, commands the Mascador. So the two fleets meet each other. And in almost no time, the Chelish Armada has like almost like totally swallowed yours. The Shackle ships are just surrounded. The air was already thick with mist and rain. You guys are right off the Eye of Abendago, almost as close as you can get without actually entering the storm. And add to that the numerous uh, bursts of gunpowder from all the cannons. So Ivan is in the air and Cheryl is in the crow's nest of autumn, correct? Cheryl's in the crow's nest, yeah. Okay. Uh, so for the two of you, it is just, it's almost impossible to see farther than uh, like a ship or two. You're almost going through this battle blind. Just the Mascador, which Ivan can is still close enough to see, like there's like like sailing straight and then like oh there's a cellist ship and they like exchange fire exchange fire the cellist ship passes after taking some damage the mascador takes some damage and then like that ship is just gone and then they just, they keep going and oh there's another ship like fire 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 and then the ship is gone and it's just chaos it's on a, on a certain level like very spooky kind of fleet battle uh where it's just all these hidden enemies you're probably comforted to some degree knowing that these conditions would be the same for the enemy too but that being said, it's definitely... Alex, that does not comfort me in the crow's nest. <laughs> I'm not comforted by that. <laughs> the crow's nest at sea level. Yeah, each of, these ships, each of these ships is like the height of a building. And Ugh. with Cheryl on the crow's nest at, the, at water level, there's just these two, three-story tall buildings just sailing around Cheryl. Uh, it probably is terrifying uh as far as being able to spot like oh there's Trevelia throne ship over there like that's not happening not without just by chance uh summing upon it the only good news here is with the with you guys utilizing autumn the way you are like you're basically being completely ignored you guys are able to navigate between these ships and kind of go wherever you want. Nobody is paying any mind to this submerged ship with this little man perched on the crow's nest, <laughs> just scooting around on the water's surface, uh, especially with the visibility the way it is. Uh, so meanwhile, like under the surface of the ocean, you guys are looking up, and I would almost argue that you guys have better visibility underwater than uh, everybody above water has. Unfortunately, all you really have visibility to is ship hulls, and it's next to impossible just by looking at the ship's hull to differentiate if you're looking at 
an enemy's sh- an enemy ship's hull or an ally ship's hull. Uh, only after you see like two hulls, like the, you see like the glow from like cannon fire uh, from above the surface, is it clear that you're looking at two opposing ships instead of two ally ships? I want to look around. Uh, at this point, I mean, Dovas probably getting a little frustrated not being able to feel useful. So he's just going to start looking around for just the biggest ship he can find and would direct Autumn to then to similarly like try and find just the biggest ship around. Okay. Uh, why don't you all give me perception checks? So I just hear it's super scary <laughs> and now we're hunting the biggest ships. Yes. All right. Super. I'm in, I'm inside so. Yeah, Scram uh doesn't really have much to offer in in terms of perception. Yep. So Devoth got a 23. I got a 10. 18. 38. Devoth, you're looking at all of the visible hulls, but uh visibility is really to the point where there there's some variation, but you're not really like none, none are really standing out to you. Ivan you also don't really, uh, you're not seeing any particularly huge ships, but you do see in the distance uh, some flying creatures. Uh, Excuse me? And you see in the distance some flying creatures. Oh, no, I heard you. I just, uh, I don't I know. like that. <laughs> uh, and they look like they're flying towards you, and... Right after you see them and you're like, I think those creatures are coming towards me, they kind of like dip down and they're kind of like, they kind of like have cover below like the, like where all the ship sails are uh, and you kind of lose track of them. You do anything? Yeah, I'm going to avidly be looking for them. Okay. The devils have joined the fight. I don't Maybe. Re- relocate them at any time. Give me another perception check. My first one was a natural 20. And that one's a 28. Ivan. Does a 16 beat your t- your flat-footed AC minus 2? Nope. All right. Uh, so you're looking all over for these flying creatures that you lost track of, and all of a sudden, one of them appears right in front of you. Twin pairs of mangy, disease-riddled vulture wings flap in concert, keeping this lean raptor fiend aloft. Twisted horns rise from a head like a monstrous skull, and noxious fumes leak from between its yellowed fangs. Hovering with impossible control, its vicious foot talons clench and unclench, while its clawed hands wield a long, three-pointed ransuer. And it appears mid-thrust with that ransuer, but your natural, your tough owl hide is enough to uh, deflect the blow. Uh, didn't seem like it was very well balanced. And before you can react to this sudden appearance, another creature appears, also mid-thrust. And that is a 26 versus your flat-footed AC minus 2. You take 11 damage. And then a third one appears. And that is a 18 versus your flat-footed AC minus 2. So three of these creatures appear out of in- out of invisibility. One of them uh, manages to hit you with its ransuer, and now you are surrounded. Ivan, please roll initiative. 21. Okay. Uh, at this point, I would like Cheryl to give me a perception check. 29. All right. Uh, so you've been sort of keeping track of Ivan this whole time. He's been like zooming this way, zooming that way. Sometimes he just goes beyond 
the limits of your perception through the storm and the cannon fire, and mm-hmm. then he'll you'll see him again. This is during a time that uh, that you can see him, and you see that all of a sudden uh, he is being accosted by three flying creatures. Ah, uh, jeez. I'm not really the man for this. The man for this is below decks. <laughs> and how can I... I can only communicate with the ship. I can't yell for Scram to come launch fireballs and help. That is correct, because you are above water. Scram is below water and then inside the ship. You could talk to Autumn. So you can talk to Autumn with Morse code. Well, no, you can. Autumn can understand you, but okay. Autumn can, can only communicate to you through Morse code. All right, I whisper, yell at Autumn, and I tell him that uh, Ivan's being attacked. Divert movement. Help him. Get Scram up here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and Autumn doesn't have siege weapons on him, does he? Because that would be friggin' sick if Scram was, you know, yeah. siege gunning. I mean, he has a scram on him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm saying that's, you know. He did but not... just, I know that's his, like, archetype or whatever is he, you know. Mm-hmm. I have my own personal cannon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. Scram carries his own cannon with him now. <laughs> okay. So everybody below the water surface would hear, like, the underwater echoey sound of, like, like tapping as Autumn suddenly taps in Morse code and. Everybody who understands that would know that Autumn is saying, I'm about to surface. So, but everybody else roll initiative now. Scram. Not good, coach. Four. Devoth. Six. Oh, my God. No. Cheryl. Five. (laughs) Leon. Coming in hot with a ten. Man. Double digits. Let's try hard. Get wrecked, nerds. Y'all are slow as fuck. (laughs) That was rolled higher than a four on an, on that initiative, like on the dice. Okay, so up first is these horrible flying beasties. Green is going to take a five foot flap, put himself in a flanking position with blue, and he's going to full attack on Ivan. That is a thirty six to hit. Yep. I uh, take sixteen damage, and then a thirty one to hit. Yep. And you take eleven damage. And then blue is going to copy-paste, 29 to hit. Yep. 11 damage, 27 to hit. No. You're still flat-footed. Yes. 15 damage. Uh, so now last but not least is red. I guess he is least, though, because he's the one that's not flanking. That is a, ugh, that's a 31 to hit. Yep. 13 damage. And then uh, just a 20 to hit. Nope. Okay, so these three... Uh, creatures surround ivan they get their surprise round off and then they just barely edge him out on initiative and they just just skewering the shit out of him ivan it is your turn i'm withdrawing okay uh where are you going uh back towards autumn or at least the last point that i i saw the barrel on top of the water give me a perception check full retreat 25 all right you have a you you got a a beat on where the mask, ad- where the where autumn is, with a full withdraw, the first five feet of movement doesn't provoke, which would get you here. After that, though, your movement provokes like normal, so you can try to acrobatics to avoid an attack of opportunity from blue. Twenty three. You know what? I'm gonna use a hero point to turn it into a twenty seven. Twenty seven fails. You are so close, though. 
All right, so Blue is going to make his attack of opportunity. The good news is you're not flat-footed anymore. Better news is I got a 16 to hit. So that would allow Ivan to put himself way over here. You can see about 50 feet below you is Cheryl in his bucket. And it is now Leon's turn. 50 feet. Yeah, I wouldn't fly in a straight horizontal line. Cross. I would okay. diagonally be going uh, down towards the boat. I'm hurting. I gotta get towards Leon. Okay. How how high up do you want to be? Just like right on the water surface? Well, ideally, if the boat's coming up, I'd like to be right on the deck. Like yeah. Like, well, it hasn't come up hasn't come up yet. And yeah. So Cheryl, you would see Ivan come diving towards you, probably maybe like lilting to the side a little bit from his injuries. And sure. Oh, I'm evasive to... maneuvers. I'm getting bird bombed. <laughs> There's smoke coming out of one of my legs. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> would be able to communicate to Ivan that uh, that autumn will be surfacing. Okay, so then up next is Leon. I'm still on the boat underwater, right? Yes. I stay on the boat. Okay. Waiting to get up. Okay. Are you delaying your turn until you surface? I have no idea what's going on up there, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, I'll just delay my turn. All right, Devoth. Devoth is going to ready chip and activate his winged boots. Okay. And uh, then, yeah, can't do anything until the boat services from there. Sounds good. Cheryl. How close is Ivan? You could reach him. All right. I'm going to reach him with a heal spell. Okay. A moderate heal spell. 19. Could be worse. And Cheryl, you know that... Uh, Autumn is about to surface, and you're in the crow's nest. Is there anything you'd like to do with the yeah, rest of your I'll, turn? Uh, <laughs> I'll jump in the water and get, you know, lifted up like some sort of, uh, you know, water ninja pirate man. <laughs> All right, so you're, you're I'll make it look awesome, too. Just don't make me roll an acrobatics check, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just, you're going to hop out of the crow's nest? Yeah, yeah. All right, give me a swim check. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he, ha- he has a swim speed. Yeah, I have a swim speed. Oh, okay, you're fine. Who <laughs> leaves swim checks out of us, you bastard? <laughs> okay, up next is Scram. Scram, you are inside of you're inside of Autumn, and you hear the Morse code clicks that he's about to surface. I'm gonna hold my turn until he surfaces. Okay, it is now Autumn's turn, and. He surfaces. So everybody on the deck would just suddenly be met with this uh, great force as the, the floor below you shoots up. And then uh, Ivan and Cheryl up on the surface would uh, feel that as well. And in uh, this explosion of water, uh, Autumn surfaces. And Cheryl, for the first time, you're seeing this battle from the vantage point that you were intended to instead of from the surface of the water. Feels a lot better, actually. And all my friends are next to me, yes? Yeah, you're surrounded oh, by friends. God. I can finally stop shitting myself. Well, maybe not just yet. Everybody on now on the surface uh, would be able to see these three infernal flying creatures uh, off to the east. Anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge planes check. Oh, you know I want to. <laughs> yeah. Devoth knows they're Funny. ugly. Haha. <laughs> I got a 28. Okay. 23. Cheryl. All right. Uh, Cheryl and Ivan, or Cheryl and Leon, recognize these as host devils. Cheryl, you can ask two questions. 
Leon, you can ask three. What is their... Uh, I know they're devils, so I yes. know their Bane thing. Yes. So I'm not going to ask that. What's their yeah. um, What's their worst save? Their worst saving throw is Will. And do they have any elemental weaknesses? They do not. Uh, let's play the HP game first. Okay. Uh, so higher or lower, 120. Lower. All right. Um, I feel like we kind of already know a lot of the devil's immunities and weaknesses, and it's really just all elements suck. Well, we knew, we knew demons. We haven't had a whole lot of experience with devils yet. All right, I'll ask it. Uh, let's hear some. Uh, what are, what are they? Im- what damage types are they immune to? You know that they are immune to fire and poison. Uh, I'd like to know if this particular devil has a un- any unique like inherent abilities, like supernatural abilities. I'd like to know one of those. Okay, they have an offensive supernatural ability, and they have a more utilitarian supernatural ability. Which would you like to know about? I would like to know the utilitarian. Okay. Uh, you know that all host devils within 100 feet of another share the same senses. Thus, if one individual perceives something, for example, with a successful perception check, all others within range are immediately aware of it. Senses are instantly relayed from one host devil to the next, allowing for the senses of a single devil to potentially spread through and inform an entire swarm instantly. It is still possible for a host devil to be flat-footed for other reasons, even if other host devils nearby are not. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a pretty cool power. Okay, and with that, I will add that these greater host devils appear even greater still. There's something something about them. Uh, they 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 appear to be a bit, a bit like more sleek, uh, more like muscular uh, than the greater host devils you've been aware of. You think that maybe they have some class levels on top of their uh, their devilness? Dirty bastards. Okay, so with that, let's continue with initiative, and I believe Leon. And Scram both delayed their turns until after the ship surfaced. Yeah. So, Leon, you are up. You see that Ivan is looking like a pretty beat-up bird. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go assist Ivan. Okay. We're going to do... I, I'm going to do Cure Serious Wounds as a fifth-level spell so I can do it as a swift. Ooh. So, heal you for 24. I was just doing the math in my head. I was like, how did he, How is he doing that? I forgot that you have that oracle thing that lets you yeah. only add two spell levels. To quicken to, a cure spell. Yeah, that's fucking gross. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and then we're going to Blessing of Fervor. Alrighty. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe that uh, Scram is not included in that. Uh, no, he's not, unfortunately. Okay, uh, but now it is Scram's turn. Scram runs outside and what does he see just everything that you've already described yes okay scram is gonna cast haste no he's not uh he's just gonna take care of these fucking devils uh fireball um and use scram (laughs) they're immune to fire (laughs) oh shit right you told me Mr. that. Mr. Smooth Brain. <laughs> you can lightning them. Uh, fuck. I got this, guys. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I got you. Oh. Imagine having the world rest upon 
<laughs> Scram's shoulders. Um, Scram is gonna say, fuck it, uh, Devoth can fly, and he's gonna throw Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. They are Scram not truly. that element. <laughs> the element of surprise, bitch, are you immune to that? What's the range on that? Enough. Uh, uh, it might not be. I think the range is close. These guys are these guys are fifty feet of, above the water surface, which leaves them about thirty feet above where you guys are. Yeah, it's a range of close, which is twenty five feet plus five feet per two levels. So that's fifty five feet. Yeah. So Scram doesn't have enough distance, even laterally, to uh, throw anybody. I guess chain lightning. Okay. Oh, lightning arc. That might be better. Yeah, let's throw a lightning arc at him. Okay. I believe that only hits two of them. Yes. Unless if they're lined up in such a way. Right. Which they are not. They are so not. which two are you going to target? I'm going to target blue and green. Okay. Give me a caster level check for their spell resistance. God, I rolled a natural one. So that's a What's 14. Total? Yeah, that's 14. a 14. All right. We'll put that on blue, and you fail to overcome blue spell resistance. Roll for green. Uh, 16 on the die. Uh, 20. Oh, 30. 29. <laughs> Plus 13, Tom. Oh. Caster level. 30, 29. <laughs> okay, you overcome green spell resistance. Oh, so, okay. green makes a reflex save. 15. Does not pass. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. 40 damage. Very good. Up next is the host devils. Yeah, more of them. Yeah. Suddenly, another host devil appears next to Leon. That's a natural 20. Oh No, but I need my blood. Does a 24 beat your flat-footed AC minus two? This is called cheek pierced. Oh, fuck. That's not a good place to get pierced. Uh, normal damage. Okay. And 1d4 bleed. Okay. Target gains 50% spell failure chance for <gasps> verbal spells until healed. Oh, my God. Uh, You're, you fucking can, right? Well, until <laughs> oh, until wow. the damage is healed, or until the bleed is healed. Yeah. As in one yeah. channeled energy. Yeah. Oh, no. Which doesn't require verbal. <laughs> well, channeled energy oh, doesn't require any doesn't verbal anything, that. so. Perfect. Oh, well. These weapons are still times three, so that was still a... Uh, Times two crit, so Leon takes 25 damage. And then another uh, greater host devil appears next to Ivan. And this one looks the most elite, uh, the most elite yet of these creatures. Uh, and this one wields, uh, so these have all had uh, Ransuers. This one wields a Bardish. Bardish? Bardiche? Sure. <laughs> one yeah, of I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It's a sweet polearm, though. I know the weapon you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. like an it's like an executioner's axe. Yeah, yeah. And that is a thirty versus Ivan's flat-footed AC minus two. Yep. You take thirteen damage. These three are going to charge. Red and blue are going to charge at Scram. Green's going to charge at Devoth. That is a. Whew. That's not a number, dude. <laughs> thirty. That's a thirty-three to hit. Hits. Okay, and then the second one got a twenty to hit. Does not hit. Okay, Scram takes 14 from the one. Now on to Devoth. That is a 28 to hit. Does not hit. Okay, so that 
ends things for the greater host devils. No, up next is Ivan. Uh, can I five foot step there and turn into a tiger? Uh, it'll cost you a standard action to turn into a tiger. Uh, I thought uh, I could shape shift during any movement. It has Not to be a five least, foot step. Yeah, it has to be ten feet of movement or a charge. Yeah, let's do that. And then I'll just use my standard action to turn into a tiger. Up next is Devoth. Okay. Here come Devoth. Yep. Time to start Rage as a swift action. Oh, I don't like it. (laughs) I'm going to take the extra attack from Blessing of Fervor. And I am going to full attack the guy that was nice enough to get up in my grill. Alrighty. So first is a 28 to hit. That'll hit. For 40 damage. Is that all? Actually, no, it's not all. (laughs) I was being contrite, (laughs) you douche. (laughs) And he's going to take five cold damage and six sonic damage. Oh, I fucking forgot (laughs) about the sonic damage. (laughs) Uh, Well, he he seems to uh, not be bothered. The the cold doesn't seem to bother him anyway. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Alex, is that copyrighted? We're gonna have to do something with that. No, just just let it go, dude. No. <laughs> There's no music. He's good. And the other All one right. was a twenty five to hit. Uh twenty five hits. Nice. For thirty seven damage. Okay. And that's four cold, which I assume he ignores. Mm-hmm. Two sonic, and Devoth takes three. Okay. And you murder him in cold blood. Oh. Well, then I'm going to five-foot step and take my third attack on the one that is attacking Leon. All right. Or a five-foot flap, I guess. Float. And that last one is a 30 to hit. That hits. And that is 33 damage, which is weak. Seriously. Uh, Two cold, which gets ignored. Five sonic. And Devoth takes three damage. All right. And that is Devoth's turn. Up next is Cheryl. All right. I'd like to do some flanking here with my pals. Is that something reasonable I can get into? Um, right there, flanks. Without... Yeah. That does flank. Without doing... Five foot... Yeah. Yeah, because... Sh- yeah, Ivan is occupying this square, which is opposite where you are, so that flanks. All right. Well, that settles that. That's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> I will um, full round his ass, as they say. All righty. I am raging, and I'm fervor plus two AC. Is that crazy? I don't well, care. I'm going attack for as it. Well. Yeah. That's right. plus two fervor AC. Plus two. Uh, attack rolls and reflex saves, I believe. Full attack. 26. 26. Plus two misses. for flanking. What? Plus, plus four for flanking. Plus four for flanking. You have outflank. So what's your total? Thirty. Thirty hits. Thirty. Nice. Yes. Outflank for the win, baby. Yeah, that talent's tight. Nineteen damage. But wait, there's more. What enhancement bonus does your book have while not activated? Plus one. It's a plus one book. Okay. Attack number two's coming in at a thirty-four. But How so. much damage did your first attack do? 19. It did 19, but he forgot to roll his 2d6s for Element and Sonic. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't forget. I was just waiting for you to let me know. <laughs> so the first one will be... Hmm. Acid. Nope. No, at, they're immune to poison. We don't know about acid. Okay. 
and Sonic, obviously. Mm-hmm. That, that hits. One. And that was for 18 damage plus... All right, five acid and two Sonic. Okay. The acid damage doesn't seem to be bothering him. Yeah, well, I know that Sonic's getting to him. It is. You're getting quite the headache. And I believe that's it. Okay, very good. Up next is Leon. All right. I'm going to take a five-foot step here. Okay. And I'm going to channel. All right. Oh, uh... You will take bleed damage first. It, it was 1d4 oh, of bleed. Hit me with it, daddy. Three. Ow. And then all. I heal. Well, anybody else near me who feels like it can too. Heal for 11. Not the devils. Aw. Oh. You do that as a standard action or did you quicken that channel? I. Now, I did a five foot step, so I can't quicken it as a move action, right? No, you can. The only. You, oh. You can't. Use your move action to move on the same turn that you five foot step. Gotcha. Then I am going to do that. Yes, I am going to do it as a quick channel. Okay. So you still have a standard. Yep. And you are now healed of your bleeding cheek and can cast spells normally. And now I'm going to cast Cure Critical. He's got the big uh, rod. Heal you for 33 with my big rod. Yeah. Yes, thank <laughs> I'm, you. I'm all better. Thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> all right. Then Blessed up, be the kitty. Up next is Scram. Scram's going to take a five-foot step back, and Scram is going to use Enemy Hammer on <laughs> Blue. Yes. It's one of my favorite spells. <laughs> Crowd favorite. It's so good. All right, so Blue needs to make a fortitude save. Yes. Scram, give me a caster level check for his spell resistance. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. 15. That oh. fails oh to overcome God. its spell resistance. <laughs> Dude, I oh, rolled two ones and a two, and then only once 18. Okay, up next is the Devils. I'm going to start with the commander. He's going to take a five-foot step out of flanking position, and then he's going to full attack Ivan. That is a 24 to hit. Nope. And a 25 to hit. Nope. Okay, then the two Devils will... Take their own five foot steps and follow Scram and full attack on Scram. Woof. It's a 33 to hit Scram. <laughs> yeah, the fucking hits. Okay, and then a 26 to hit. 27, nope. It's not hit. Your AC is a 27 right now? Yep, uh, plus two with the, uh, with the fervor. With the fervor. Damn, alright. That's not going to stop him from max rolling. Oh. Scram's going to take 16 damage. Oof. Now it's uh, the second devil's turn on Scram. That's going to be a 28 to hit. Oh, that hits. And then a 20 to hit. Nope. Oh, another max roll, another 16 damage. (laughs) Uh, What is happening? And then Orange is going to full attack on Devoth. Okay. Natural 2, natural 1. Confirm it. Ah. 17. Oh, that confirms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> and this critical fumble is called Wide Open. Uh-huh. This this devil is flat-footed for one round. Nice. All right. Poor Scram. That means they're all flat-footed, right? That's how that That's right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Poor Scram, though. It's like five-foot step, five-foot step, full attack, full attack. 
Two max roll damages. All right, Devoth's turn. Only one devil on him. Natural two, natural one. Fumble confirmed. Like he was the one that needed that. All right, then it is now Ivan's turn. Um, I think I want to return the favor to this guy. Okay. We're going to uh, full round attack. We'll start with the bite. For fervor, are you taking the extra attack or... Uh, no, I'm going to keep the AC and, uh... Okay. But the first one's a natural one. Uh-oh. Does a 24 confirm? Yes, it does. Alright, for a natural one, we've got Battered. Ivan, mm. Ivan takes a minus two penalty on skill checks and saves for 1d4 hours. Oh, boy. Holy oh my god. shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't do skills. Alright, here we go. So for the next four hours... I was taking a minus two on all skill checks and saving throws. Yeah. Whatever. All right. That's insane. I'm not even worried. And Claws. Yeah. First one. Man, this sucks. A 23. That <laughs> doesn't hit. Fucking rolled a two. Um, second Claw. 27 to hit. That doesn't hit. And then a fucking third Claw grows right out of my chest for oh, Jesus Christ. a 43 to hit. That does hit. That's going to be 25 damage plus I'll do lightning and then cold. <laughs> it's four lightning, five cold, and a 39 to grapple. 39. Did you remember the sonic damage, Nick? I didn't remember the sonic damage. Go ahead and roll that. Add another four sonic. Okay. And a 39 will grapple. Ooh. That old chest claw, it's the strongest one. <laughs> no one expects it. <laughs> All right, good turn, Ivan. Up next is Devoth. Good turn, Ivan. I don't think so. Patronizing jerk. <laughs> A natural one, and everything missed horribly except for the last one. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. You didn't, you didn't kill an enemy at least in one round, so it's not a good round for Ivan. I mean, you still, you still grappled one? the commander of this encounter. You should see what constitutes a good round for Cheryl. The bar is so low. <laughs> <laughs> but not so low that he can acrobatics his way over it. <laughs> <laughs> now that hurt the most, Alex. You didn't <laughs> Just roasted your best friend alive. Uh, I'm Matt, thank you for stopping talking so I could get that burnout. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and now Devoth is going to full attack, starting with the orange guy. All right. That's a 28 to hit. That'll hit. And that is one electricity damage, six sonic, and Devoth takes five back. How much from the axe? Oh, sorry. Uh, forty-one. <laughs> I was like, "Is is he keep me in suspense?" <laughs> Still up. Second attack's a twenty-nine to hit. That hits, and that's forty-nine damage. Okay. And two electric, five sonic, and Devoth takes one acid or one back from the vicious. All right, you kill the orange one. All right, and then I'm going to five foot float, so I'm floating above Scram's head. Okay. And I will attack uh, blue with my third attack. All right. That's a 30 to hit. That hits. That's 40 damage. One electricity, three sonic, and Devoth takes five. All right. 
It was an okay turn to Voth. <laughs> Not as good as Manny's turn, or Ivan's turn. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Up next is Cheryl. Did you say that Ivan had... That one's still alive that he's grappling, right? It was... Yep. Um, yeah, normally they're okay. dead when I grapple them, but... Not this one. Yeah. <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah, but Ivan's turn was so bad that he's still alive. <laughs> I'm going to take a little five-foot stepper over here, and uh, I see there's a flanked, grappled target, and uh, I kind of give my, my book a couple good um, like preparatory hits, just like a... And uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> a little Bible thumping. <laughs> yeah, let's thump. 38. 38 will hit. It'll do 15 damage plus 6 acid and 2 sonic. Next attack. Ooh, 30. Oh, but he's grappled. 30 will hit. Yes! Fuck this guy. 18 plus uh, 1 and 1 acid and sonic. And I'll describe my kill. Uh, no, I don't think you will. Okay, well, I'll describe it next turn then. How much acid did you deal with your attacks? He didn't deal any acid. Three total. He did. Oh, no. With acid, yeah. Seven total. Yeah, he did six and one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, Ivan's got him grappled from the other side, and you just boom, boom, book him twice, and he's just like, Who do you work for? (laughs) (laughs) Who sent you? When you uh, when you hit someone with your book, it makes a punch sound. Um, <laughs> you're like punch, punch. What? Well, it makes that really unique um, paper on bone. You don't yeah, hear it. Yeah, often. I, you really don't. It's hard, it's hard to describe. It goes wow, wow, wow. <laughs> 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 All right, next is Leon. All right, uh, I'm gonna reach out and touch Scram because he looks hurt. Ah, oh, he's fine. Yeah. If you cure him now, he won't learn anything. <laughs> that sounds like kind of what I'm into. So yeah, cure critical. Kill 35. <laughs> Keep him ignorant. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, and I am going to just step here. Just right in the middle of the battlefield. I can reach everybody. I'm just going to hang out here. That's it. Cool. Nice central location. Scram. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm getting like very disappointed. Now I'm thinking there's something wrong with me, like, my spells are... <laughs> <laughs> Only now have I even considered this. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, I'm going to take a five-foot step back, and I am going to, I guess, at this point, start in large person. Okay. Actually, no, shield. I'm just going to do shield, because that's quick. Fuck it. All right. Fair enough. It is now the devil's turn. Red and blue are going to five foot step and get Devoth in a flank. And here we go. That's a 29 to hit. That hits. Okay. And a 20 to hit. That does not. Okay. Devoth takes 13 damage. Here comes the next full attack. Natural one. Oh, no way. 26 to hit. That confirms. Yeah. I feel like I get so many natural ones, <laughs> and I feel like you guys get so many natural 20s, well, to be and I'm just know, so actually. pumped well, for you guys. Got... Also, there's... All right. look no further than there's me, five pal. Five of us, <laughs> and tonight it's an even 50-50 split. We've had two natural ones? Yeah, but you guys have been rolling shit. 
Tonight like, this is <laughs> this is unprecedented for you guys. So this this feels like my normal, but I guess that's just me. <laughs> well, you haven't rolled like shit. Your heels have been big leaks. Leon doesn't need to make Actually, too many yeah, d twenty rolls. My heels have been, my d twenties have been crap, but my my heel rolls have been on point today. So that's pretty cool. All right, what's this fumble card look like? This fumble is called. You meant to do that. Move <laughs> move ten feet in a random direction and provoke attacks of opportunity as normal. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Come over here. <laughs> I'll Wait, roll my can, attack. Can ten right. feet no, this, be this off is, the boat? This is red though. That 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 fumbled. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. And he's flying, so it doesn't really matter if he's off the boat or not. Oh, right, yeah, so. that's true. I'm going to roll a d8. One is north, and we're going clockwise from there. All right. Six. Straight towards Leon. Ah! <laughs> so, all the good news is he's going to provoke from Devoth and Scram. <laughs> that's a 38 to hit. That'll hit. That's a 16 on my dice, plus... From Devoth, he takes 36 damage, plus two electricity... And four Sonic, and then Devoth takes one back from the Vicious. All right, Scram, what'd you get? Uh, 26 to hit. That hits. <laughs> uh, can I kill him? with uh, I, I don't have anything to strength. So you're just rolling like, what, 1d4? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> go for it. Three. All right, uh, with, a, with a three, you don't seem to deal any damage. Oh. Uh, but he feels especially foolish (laughs) that the wizard just tagged him (laughs) alright and that will end his uh, full attack Uh, now we go to the commander who uh, is going to drop his bardish bardish, uh, and he is going to claw Ivan's ass up that is a 21 to hit Nope. and a wow 18 to hit Ivan, you're up. Ah, my turn. We'll start with the bite. That's going to be a 40 to hit. 40's going to hit. It's going to be 24 damage, plus 2 lightning, 2 cold, 1 sonic. Alright. You kill the devil. Yeah. Oh. You still have a move action. Or you could 5 foot step and continue your full attack. He doesn't. I he's don't... over the stairs doing that. I mean, well, only that's one foot originally. All right. It's I'll count. Considered. All right. I'll count it as difficult terrain, which you cannot five foot step out of. The cause. Uh, first one's the twenty four to hit. Twenty four. Actually, it's a twenty six because I'm flanking the scram. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that hits. <laughs> uh, so that's sixteen damage, and five lightning, five cold, one sonic. Is this all happening directly above my head? Because that's terrifying. It is. <laughs> all right. Uh, next claw is... Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to kill him, but just in case. Uh, 28 to grapple on that claw. 28 will grapple. Okay. The next one is a 33 to hit. That'll hit. That's going to be 21 slashing and 6 lightning, 1 cold, 1 sonic. And how much claw damage did you say that was? 21. 21. All right. Still alive? What's the matter? One one uh, boss dead isn't uh, good enough for you? No, but I have another claw. I just need to know if I need to read it out. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> so it's going to be a 29 to hit. That'll hit. And that'll be 19 slashing damage plus three lightning, one cold, and three sonic. Just barely, you kill him. Yes! Yeah! All right, up next is Devoth. 
All right, let's. Who's uh, surely shaken in his boots by now. <laughs> Take oh, that yes. five foot step, Devoth. Let me flank with you. <laughs> Might as well. You know what? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, heal a little bit from my rage and full attack on this guy. Ooh, that's a 23 to hit. That hits. Wow. That's uh, 39 damage plus six electricity and five sonic. And Devoth takes one. Okay. Second is a 29 to hit. That's uh, for 38 damage. Okay. With six electricity and five sonic. <laughs> and Devoth takes two damage back. I don't think I did. And you kill him. All right. So almost all at once, the uh, the devils have been slain. I think that was three three devils killed in just uh, two. Just within. No time. Yeah. Within Ivan and Devoth going. Uh, and all of a sudden, just boom, they're gone. All right. Uh, now, quick look around. Do uh, have we drawn the notice of other ships with our little devil fight? Yeah, definitely. You you hear some uh, hoots and hollers coming from a nearby ship. Uh, some people who had, uh, witnessed you taking out the the devils, and farther in the distance, you see other Chellis ships that are closing in. So, what do you guys do? I enlarge person. How's our ship feeling? Oh, that's true. Uh, sorry. So Tom uh, Scram's enlarge person spell. Oh wait, you're. you're uh, I just. Sorry, you're gonna do yeah, that now? I'm doing it now. Okay. Who are you enlarging? Oh, Devoth. Okay. And actually, I have a second one if uh, Cheryl wants in on it. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Big Leon. Time. <laughs> <laughs> big Leon time. You want to be a big barrel? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, we're still brawling. I could be big and brawling. All right. Oh, that's thick. <laughs> oh, that's so that looks so thick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do you guys do? Scram starts blowing everybody up. I'm just getting my ammunition prepared. That's all. <laughs> uh, I guess Devoth's going to uh, fly around a bit and see what he can see now that he's got his boots active. Okay. I still got almost five full minutes of that. So, uh, so Devoth, you uh, you get up in the sky and. You see, you see a lot of uh, a lot of destruction, a lot of damaged ships, and most of them appear to be ally ships. You see something else that looks kind of strange. Uh, at first, you think it's like like whirlpools, or some uh, some strange movement with the water, and then you see you're like looking at the ally ship that had just been applauding your victory over the devils and the ship suddenly shoots down uh, below the surface of the water. But it doesn't sink. The water surface around the ship simply lowers, like, in, like, a cubic shape. And the ship is now itself, like, surrounded by, on all four sides, walls of water, as it's, like, just in, in, it's in empty space beneath the surface of the water. And then in the distance, you see another ship, an ally ship, and the exact opposite happens. The water that the ship is floating on shoots straight up, and before the ship can compensate and stop itself, it just sails straight down, and uh, it, it crashes into the surface of the water with devastating effects. Whoa. And we'll see you next week. Oh, uh, no. Okay. See ya. Okay. See ya. See ya. See ya.
I'm like a one trick pony. <laughs> That's all good. I mean, your tricks are pretty good, man. <laughs> don't, don't be down on yourself. Kitty missile's pretty intense. <laughs>